Welcome and bienvenidos a todos to our football podcast about Mexican women's soccer. I am Eugene Rapinski, and with me, as always, is Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, Happy New Year. How are things? Happy New Year, Eugene. They're great. How are you? Doing well. I am uh, I'm excited uh, for 2024. I am excited because today is the first day of the Liga MX 2024 Clausura. Um, it's always a festive day for me personally, and uh, hopefully for, for you too. I am so excited that we have a new season upcoming. Um, I'm so excited to see how all of the projects uh, kind of pan out. Um, but I guess to get into that, we need to take a look at everything that's that's uh, happened over the, the past, what, month or so. It's been a good off season, hasn't it? It's, it's been like I, I've seen way more movements than I thought I would. I agree. I I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the numbers quite yet, and there are obviously still things happening um, today as we speak. Even though today is the opening day of the season, uh, I think a couple of teams have already announced uh, new signings this morning. Um, but yeah, it it really feels like it's been a lot, which is good. I'm just curious as to like how it's all going to pan out, right? Like sometimes less is more, but sometimes more can be more as well. Yeah, I mean, usually I'm used to these kinds of like movements during the summer just because it's the end of the actual, you know, football year. And it's usually when lots of players end contracts, mm -hmm. um, you have a longer off season. So I'm kind of used to having like winter off season being it, like just, I mean, yeah, you get a couple movements, but not too many. It's just like, oh, like maybe some transfers, loans, whatever. Um, and then I don't know, I, I just saw way more movements um, than I thought I would for for like a winter off season. Yeah, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head. The, the summer off season, we usually see a lot more because of contracts ending. Because mm -hmm. I, I, quite frankly, I think it's just because it's a longer uh, period of time between the ending and the beginning of the new seasons. Um, this one it feels kind of like a quick crash course in everything. So everything's been kind of condensed into about a month or so. A lot of teams have made uh, some moves. Um, who do you think had the best off season? I was really excited to see all um, the transfers from Rayadas, to be honest. Mm. I think, um, I mean, okay, yeah. Let, let's talk about, like, the elephant in the room. Yes, Jennifer Hermoso is going to Tigres. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, um, I'd like to say surprising, not in the sense that Tigres got another really, really good <laughs> forward striker, in general, just player on the squad, because they do that every season. But I was kind of surprised um, to see Pachuca let her go. Um, I think I was more surprised of, because of that than because of the fact that Diga's got another really good player on board. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that Pachuca would have like really gone like head over heels, done just anything possible to keep Jenny and the squad just because of what it meant when, when she joined. Uh, she is um, a world champion with Pachuca. Um, obviously the team needs her. So I was more surprised of the fact of Pachuca letting her go than of Tigres getting her because once she's free, I was like, oh yeah, Tigres is like like the like the obvious choice. Tigres is, um, they have the money, they have, yeah, I mean they have the squad. It it just seems a little bit like overpopulated at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean other than that, um, I was I was pretty excited to see all the changes in in Rayadas, uh, starting off with with a new coach for for Valverde which I think will be really great to see in, in Rayadas after we knew that Eva Espejo was, was leaving the coaching position. 
So it's it's been great seeing uh, new coaches coming in, new playing styles, I hope. We'll, we'll start to see this weekend. And then um, obviously Carla Rossi also staying on the coaching staff was really interesting as well. So, yeah, I mean, we have Rayadas with with Meryl Van Dongen coming up. Um, um, she, she, she was runner-up for the World Cup in 2019 with the Netherlands. I thought that was a really great signing. I think it was also kind of a response to what Tigres was doing with, with Jenny Hermoso, even though obviously it's not the same position. Um, Van Dongen mm-hmm. is a, a defender and obviously Hermoso is, is an attacker. Um, but other than that, I was also really, really excited to see Tana Sanchez join Rayadas. Yeah. Um, I remember her from like the U20s, U17s with the Mexican national team having great development in, in the U.S. So I was really excited to see her uh, join Rayadas. I think that's going to be really interesting as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Rayadas is a team that's kind of been um, like top of my like radar regarding offseason. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think Riadas they started really slow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I wrote an article I think on Wednesday um, about how some teams, uh, Riadas included, I thought just hadn't done much uh, in the off season, and that was, of course, the day before. I I wrote it the day before that they they announced that they had signed um, Meryl Van Dongen, and yeah, I you know it's like okay, well here here we go now. Now Riadas is kind of back into it. I. I I like that signing a lot. I, I'm glad that uh, they're focusing on defense, not only with her, but with uh, Tama Sanchez as well. Uh, but for me, I think the best off season, I still got to go with Juarez. I think that they've added some really good players. Um, you know, they added Destiny Duran. They added Janelle Farias, Eva Gonzalez, um, Norma Palafox too. Um you know, and I'm just really excited for that project that they're building there. I think Tigres obviously had a had a good offseason, kind of like you said, right? Like bringing in Jenny Hermoso is is huge. It's a massive win for the club. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, also kind of wonder like how she's going to fit in just from a positional playing kind of aspect um, because of the forwards that they have there because of, you know, they brought, they also brought in Tembi Katlana uh, from uh, racing Louisville in, in the NWSL. Um, so it just seems like you're right. Like they're super stacked up top. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wonder how all, all of those players are going to fit and get playing time. Um, you know, I think Mila Martinez is really going to have her work cut out for. It's a good problem to have, but I think overall, um, I, I think Juarez, I think I got to give it to Juarez. They didn't yeah. really lose a whole lot of uh, players during. Which itself is, is kind of like a movement. Not losing the players is also. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's not like you're, you're signing someone, but just the fact that you're keeping them is also kind of like, like the non-movement is a movement in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, another team that had a really good off season was Chivas. Um, not because they went out and got a ton of players. I mean, they got, Viri Salazar that's not nothing that's a you know picking up an excellent player mm-hmm. but more at what Nelly Simone did with keeping a lot of the core players signed on contracts through like 2025 and 2026 um you know that sort of continuity speaks really highly to the project that they've got going there um that yeah we're committed to kind of what we're doing we see the promise of what we've got here you know, we can bring in a couple of different players, but 
most of what we have here is very good. And we want to keep that going forward for the next year, two years um, sort of thing. So I think that is another team that had a really, really good off season. Um, You know, I'm excited to see how that kind of plays out too. Yeah, agreed. Again, it's, it's been weird seeing all these kinds of movements again, because usually the off season uh, for December. So it's just so short that even if you bring in top players, um, maybe the fact that they played ahead in the Liguilla means that they had less of a rest period and then just bringing mm-hmm. them back takes time. So you have to consider if you're bringing in that player, you're not going to have that player available like starting week one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I love Juarez. Is probably, like, I think the continuity of of the project is the thing that I, I, I applaud the most because mm-hmm. it's so easy for them to have a really good season and then start losing players because other teams – um, are interested and it's just I guess for some of the teams it, it would be so tempting to just let go of those players because of the money that could be brought in to bring in other players and just be like okay we're gonna let go of these couple of players but we'll have money to bring in some others yeah it'll take time for them to catch up with the project but it's it's so tempting sometimes for some of the teams and Juarez has been really great at just keeping that base and just keep it going and it's given results I mean it is I think a way to go for several teams just not be tempted for uh, for a really good offseason um, and just let go of these players, but rather keep them and keep the momentum going. So, yeah, I agree. I think Quadis has done a great job with with that. Yeah, that's an excellent point. It's not even something I really considered was how they can lose significant, or I mean, not significant, but like really talented players, um, sell them on. And the project never really seems to slow down. It still seems like it's always like trending upward. You know? Yeah, I agree. So that's super Ever since cool. Mila, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think who do you think had the worst off season or maybe not the um, worst, but who, who really needed to do more and just didn't get the job done? Um, I mean, I don't, the thing is, I don't know if, for example, America needed to do more. Uh, but it was, I, I think I saw more players leave than actually join. I mean, um, but it, on the other hand, Again, it, just the fact that you start thinking uh, of the youth teams, for example, you start thinking that you might have several um, several positions that are kind of overpopulated. Or you start thinking that you don't really need to bring in experienced players, but rather start giving minutes to the youth teams. Um, for example, I thought America was kind of quiet in that sense yeah. because they let go more players that they brought in. Um Another team that I thought was kind of surprising, I think, to be honest, was Cruz Azul, on the other hand. Um, another team that I thought was was kind of interesting. Um, they, they brought in Julio Cevada, who we all know, at least, I mean, he he was on the coaching staff for Rayadas last season with Eva, uh, but rather, I think we all know him best for uh, being coach of Lobos Buap. Uh, oh, when yeah. they, were doing, they were doing so well, and it was just so sad to see that team go because this, the, the men's side team just disappeared, <laughs> yeah. uh, got relegated, disappeared, et cetera. It was just, just one of those really, really terrible, cruel rules that just meant that whatever happened to the men's team had to happen to the women's team as well. So, um, so yeah, I, w- I was, I was just thinking about it, of Cruz Azul as well. It was just one of those teams that I was like, wow, this is, I've, I, I like what, I like what I'm seeing for this season. I just hope that they have the patience to keep it going. And this was part of, of, of like an overall redoing of Cruz Azul just because they had so many changes and, Actually, all their, all their teams, like on the men's side, youth teams, women's team, youth teams again. Um, yeah, so I think America was kind of quiet in that in that way. Um, let me think. So I'm trying to think of what other team. What other team, team did you think was kind of like below par? Yeah, I I think um, Pumas. Uh, oh, yeah. Pumas, they lost a couple of really good players, and they haven't brought in anybody 
Um, they brought in new coach Marcelo Frigerio, and we'll talk about that here in a second, about all the new coaches and all the new different projects that, that have come into the league over this offseason. Um, but, you know, for a team that was, uh, you know, like right there um, at the end, I mean, they 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 obviously made the Ligia and then, uh, you know, ran in face first into, into Tigres, who was just, you know, unkind to everybody uh, <laughs> during the last uh, Ligia. Um, you know, I felt like for the first time in a while, Pumas was really kind of trending in the right direction and getting their stuff together. And then like they, they didn't do anything and they let some pretty key players go. They let Bibiana Quintos, I mean, longtime player, Denor mm-hmm. Garza go as well. Uh, you know, so, you know, Brenda, Brenda Garcia was another one for the, for the defense that left. And I'm just like, okay, like who have you brought in? Like the, the defense was such a, an issue it was hot and cold and then to let, you know, all of these defenders go with no real solution kind of coming in. Um, that's troubling. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that they're a team that, you know, even on the men's side, they built from the Cantera. They, they historically look to the youth to kind of come in and replenish. Um, but uh, I'm just, I'm just worried that they're going to be taking, you know, they, they took a step forward. Now they're going to be taking two steps backwards. And um, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't quite know what to think. I guess we'll know more after the first couple of weeks are done, but, um, but, you know, you touched on something I wanted to come back to was all the different coaches, all the different projects that we've got going on. I mean, even the league put out something about all the different coaches uh, that have come in. And while I think it's good in a way to see like kind of new blood coming in. And we're seeing a lot of, um, I think we're seeing a lot of coaches uh, kind of come in who have been like assistants and uh, Mm -hmm. youth team coaches kind of getting a shot at the first team. Um, But to me, I see, okay, well, this is a club that needs to have at least a full year, if not a year and a half worth of patience for this project to come out. A lot of these coaches are brand new. They haven't coached at this level before. They're going to need to, you know, figure out how things work, um, figure out what kind of like tactics they want to implement versus what will actually work and get the players in that can play those positions. You know what I mean? So I I think there's going to be some real learning curves for some of these teams uh, coming in. Um, And I'm just hopeful that if these teams are really invested in these new coaches that they've brought in, that they'll give them some sort of uh, like leeway to make some mistakes and figure things out. It won't just be like, okay, well, they didn't they didn't improve this season, so we're going to fire them and bring in somebody else because then you just start that cycle over again. Yeah, agreed. And talking about the new coaches, I was I was really happy to see Carlamaya join Santos. Um, I'm I think- excited. Yeah, I'm really I was, excited I, for that. I saw it and I was like, wow, that's like like a really good signing. I mean, I, I love um I love her experience with, with the Mexican national team with the with the U15. I think um she's grown enormously because I think she's kind of had like like a process after that uh with with the U15, uh going off to, to Atlas as well with, with the U20 with the U18s. Um so I think I think she's set, you know, for like a senior team level um, experience. So I, w- I was really happy to see that. I think it goes well with what Santos usually has, which is lots of like really great youth players coming in. 
um, and just like making them like like slowly join that senior team level and just like you know taking them by the hand every single level and just making sure that they're set for for senior team activity. So I thought I thought that was a really great move. I'm really excited to see her with with Santos. Hopefully she'll have a great um a great season. Um yeah, so I, I was really happy to see that. Um, particularly talking about the coaches. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one that may have kind of flown under the radar just because Santos has really struggled the past few seasons. Um, but I think Carla Maya is really a good candidate for that job. Mm-hmm. Santos as an organization, I mean, they're another one that builds through the cantera, right? They they love bringing youth players up. Uh, we've seen them playing their youth players, both on the men's side and, um, you know, in the past couple of seasons with the advent of like the U18 slash U19s. Um, we've seen that on the women's side as well. And I think Garla Maya really is somebody who can kind of bridge that gap between coaching young players who are used to youth division kind of soccer um, and then kind of helping them adjust to the top flight first division, making that jump because it is a huge jump, you know, Um, you know, you're going from playing against uh, other Cantera kids basically to playing against somebody like Jenny Hermoso. (laughs) Like that's, that's a huge leap. And yeah. I think that she's somebody who, who can help them kind of navigate that. Uh, you know, I do see Santos as a team that will give her plenty of time to kind of grow into the role. Mm-hmm. Um, Santos, uh, you know, they've been, as far as their women's side goes, they've been really good at giving their coaches, um, you know, a few seasons to kind of adjust to kind of come in and and make changes and and kind of implement their style of play and see what works and doesn't. Um, you know, so I think that's going to be a really good situation, not only for her, but for the players, uh, there as well, because, uh, they've got a lot of work to do. They, they had a really bad, uh, season last season. And, uh, I mean, they brought in Sofia Garcia. They announced a new signing earlier today. You know, they know kind of, they know kind of where they are and who they are and what they have to do. And I think that this is a move more geared toward building for the future than uh you know a, a, another team who may be like okay well like we need to win now we just need to bring yeah. in somebody like a and, short-term project yeah 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 you know like they they see that this is something that's going to need some time to work work through and, and that's fine like you know i think if you set that expectation now fans will be a lot more kind of understanding when the team doesn't do so well in the first season, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. I mean, other than that, I was, I was looking at um what the league posted. So yeah, it's, it's seven coaches. Uh, I'm not even going to go in with what happened in Nicaxa. We talked about that in the last pod in case anyone mm-hmm. wants to look into that. There's like a really delicate situation. So that, that was an obvious change. Um, it took some time, but yeah, let's let's leave that in the past. <laughs> yeah, they, I just did want to point out they have like an, almost an entirely new coaching staff, so I'm excited to see what they can do there. I think that's another one that's uh, that's going to take some time, but yeah. yeah, they're in a much better place. Yeah, so it's um, San Luis, Cruz Azul, Necaxa, Pachuca, uh, Pumas, like you were mentioning, Rayadas, which we said about with Valverde and Carla Maya with with um, with Santos. So really interesting to see new coaching staff, new playing styles. Um, some of them, yeah, coming off from experiences with other teams, but just seeing this switch of coaching, um, I think will also be really interesting for the league, particularly because of how, 
um, they're, they're getting to some of these clubs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agree. Anything else stick out to you from this off season? Any, anything else before we jump into week one? God, I can't believe we're talking about week one already. That's so exciting. (laughs) But was there, was there anything else from this past off season that you wanted to touch on uh, to kind of go through? Just the fact that we actually had a schedule, like, since last week or something that was really good i was yeah i, I know lots of people are like why, why wouldn't you have like it's, it's happened be people it's happened we've, we've come into like the week one and we still don't have like a schedule so now we we had a schedule beforehand which we all appreciate um i was trying to see if the squads were up yet and they're not um no. so yeah so that, that usually happens in general for league mx like um, men, women, youth, youth level, whatever. But yeah, I, I was kind of expecting them to just have some of the squads up, but no, I guess they're going to surprise us. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, other than that, really, really great to see again, lots of activity on social media as well. I, I love seeing that because it's a great way to interact, particularly with new fans. Um, I was laughing so much yesterday because they had a pajama day at Tigres. <laughs> It was just amazing to see all the players arrive to practice on like with their pajamas. It was just a fun thing. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's 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 silly, but it, again, it's one of those things that just keeps fans interested and looking forward to see what they're going to publish in social media. Um, it just gets like it's it's a different way of getting to know some of the players because they'll they'll joke around and they'll say it's like like some story. So it's it's just I, I guess a different way to just be in contact with fans. So I, I really love that when I see um funny stuff like that. So yeah. I, th- I thought it was cool because it was kind of I th- I took it as kind of a send up of you know how some teams will do like like the game day fits where the the players are all coming in like all glammed mm-hmm. out and stuff. I thought yeah. I thought that was kind of a wonderful contrast to to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz like yeah. I don't know I look at some of these uh game day fit stuff and I'm like I don't know man I couldn't ever pull half of this stuff off but pajamas man that's relatable i i can relate to some pjs so yeah exactly yeah it's more down to earth <laughs> so no i i just i'm just so excited that that we had an off season that i i feel like there was enough news and enough things happening that kept interest i mean we we've, we've had some especially earlier on where it was like okay the season's done and then it was silence until okay it's it's time to start up again and that's a real good way to get people to lose interest and mm-hmm. um you know not that not the team should be like manufacturing stories or whatever but um you know i feel like there was just enough news and enough kind of goings on to keep people invested and interested and uh yeah i'm just i'm just excited for this season i'm excited uh for things to to get underway uh they get underway today at 5 p.m uh local time at six o'clock here on on in the u.s east coast uh three o'clock out in the pacific our first game of the season queretaro versus juarez um i mean that's the one I'm looking forward to the most, I think, because it's the first one <laughs> um, and I've just <laughs> missed it so much. But um, we've also got Mazatlan uh, hosting Pachuca, Readas hosting Puebla. Uh, those are today. Tomorrow we have Cruz Azul and Necaxa, uh, America and Atlas and then Chivas uh, and Cholos. And then the, the late game tomorrow will be Tigres hosting San Luis. 
one game on Sunday that's Toluca versus Santos, and then the Monday game is Leon versus Pumas. Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. That's so late for you, Eugene. <laughs> it, it's also going to be a struggle because that's on Fox Sports and Fox Premium in Mexico. It is not going to be legally available here in the U.S., but uh, life finds a way as uh, the... Tends to do. Yeah, as uh, <laughs> as Jurassic Park taught me. Um, but <laughs> what game What game or games are you most excited for? Um... Besides, I mean, the, besides the Corretero Juarez one, because it's the first one, and I just yeah. want that back on my TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to turn turn it on and be like, "Oh, I missed you guys." <laughs> um, truth be told, I'm kind of interested to see. Um, again, I I I, I like the changes in Cruz Azul, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to see them against Necaxa, just because Necaxa as well had those changes we were talking about with the coaching staff. Sure. So it's two teams that in theory should be kind of renovated and, and just show something really different from last season. So I'm kind of interested to see where we're starting off with, with, with both of those teams. Okay. Obviously I'm really psyched to see the Chivas again. <laughs> uh, they play Cholos, um, which should be a really good match as well. I mean, Cholos is one of those teams that's usually right up there making things really difficult for, for, you know, the Tigres, the Rayadas, the Americas, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Inter- I think the, both of those teams. It's probably going to be like a long like Saturday for me because I'll just go from <laughs> one game onto onto the next. Um, Same here. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it, particularly the, like the Saturday games. Um, truth be told, I mean the Tigres San Luis. Um, yeah, it's I. I mean, just just to look into seeing like if Alison comes back and starts getting some playing minutes. Um, we, I haven't seen anything mentioning Jenny Hermoso actually being with the squad yet. So I'm guessing we're not going to see her at least for a, a couple of jornadas. Um, she was still in Spain this week, um, doing some legal stuff, you know, uh, with the Rubiales case. So mm. I actually haven't seen anything regarding when she's going to be available for the team. So, um, mm. so there's that. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing your Pumas as well on Monday. Um, I'm kind of eager to see changes with the coaching staff and just seeing if, if there's going to be like a, like a clear difference with playing styles in Pumas. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that and dreading it at the same time. Oh, <laughs> it, no. It's like, okay, this is going to be exciting, but this could also really be bad. I think Leon, I think they did enough this off season to kind of keep them interesting and, heading in the right direction i don't know how far but uh just i'm i'm just so worried that pumas just hasn't done enough beyond the new coach to to really do anything i don't know like yeah. i worry about that i like what you said about the cruzasul and the coxa game being the one that you're looking forward to the most because of all of the changes and wanting to see um see how that pans out i picked the chivas Tijuana game as mine because just for the opposite reason I feel like these are two teams that really they they did a few things during the offseason but largely it's uh it's business as usual it's sticking to the plan uh, both of them had really good years last year and I think both of them did things to improve themselves I mean we talked about Chivas bringing in Viri Salazar uh Cholos Femenil they brought in uh, Danny Carandi from mm-hmm. San Luis, Patti Hardon, and uh, Itzayana Gonzalez, who I thought was a fantastic goalkeeper on a really bad Cruz Azul side. Um, I think she really can be a difference maker there in Tijuana. And I'm excited to see 
how that plays out because they kind of have struggled on the back end of things. Uh, so to have her back there, as well as just the kind of other minor changes that they've made, uh, bringing in those other players um, to add into the, the squad. And they got Esme Verdugo back. She is back from maternity leave. It's almost like a new signing. Um, but, uh, you know, so that's going to be exciting to see, too. I just I think that's going to be a good game between two teams who um, just decided we're we are good as we are. And uh, yeah. let's let's go. So <laughs> uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, agreed. And just I mean, just having the, the league back, because I was actually mem- uh, remembering this um, a few days ago, um, whether it's been like on the men's side, international tournaments, friendly tournament. I mean, we actually haven't stopped having like Mexican soccer in like, I, I think ever since it came back from, with the pandemic, <laughs> it's just been one, like one league after the other, after the other, after the other. And I was kind of like looking forward to missing it, like just having like several weeks of not having anything. So I could actually come back and be like, oh my mm-hmm. God, please come back. I'm, I'm really eager to have that league come back. Um, because we also saw that like, usually it was, it was really difficult to get some, like, like the audience in general, just hooked up again, like after, after leagues cup, and then you had the gold cup before that. And then after that, like before that, like the league had just ended like a couple of weeks ago and it, it was really difficult. And, and as a fan, I get it because sometimes you just, you want that rest period just to make sure that the teams are like doing things differently because it was really difficult to have teams actually have transfers and really good off seasons just because they had one season after the next, after the next, after the next. And then now it's like, wow, I, I really think like the Feminine had this really great off season with all these movements. They had they actually had a good time to rest um, and, and it gave us like a chance to actually miss them. And then like, we're really, really eager to have them back like this weekend. So I, I like that process. I hadn't seen them in a really long time. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think that everybody from the players, especially the players, but, you know, those of us who cover the game, uh, to fans just needed a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather where there was just nothing. Like you said, there had been so much continuous soccer uh, for what, like three years um, that yeah. it just got to be kind of a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, having that little bit of a break, that little bit of a breather to go, okay, wow, now I actually missed this and I, and I want it back. Um, has been amazing and I'm just excited. I'm so excited to get back into this. Um, I'm so excited that this this evening there's going to be Liga Mekis Femenil on my TV and I'm just going to be so super happy about it. Any, any final thoughts, any final, anything, uh, before we, uh, before we head out today? I'm just so happy. (laughs) Me too, man. This has been just... Uh The off season's been really good and, and exciting and fun, uh, but I'm just so excited for the soccer to start up again. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, yeah, other than that, just hoping people, if you haven't given Liga MX Femenil a chance for any reason, uh, please do. It's going to be a great season. It seems like we're starting to see, like, I guess a more mature league. It's coming into, it's, it's going to be its eighth year, right? Because it's 2017, but mm-hmm. if you take that into consideration, starting August, it would start it off its its eighth year. Um, really interested to seeing some of these players with, with new clubs, uh, some new players coming into the league as well, new coaches. So, yeah, hoping people will, will give it a chance, join uh, the conversation on social media with Liga Mex Femme ENG. 
Um, if you guys have any questions, you want to rant about anything with your clubs, not sure what to see, um, it will be really great to have that conversation going on social media as well. Absolutely. You know, feel free if you're a, you know, new to, to the league, you're new to Mexican soccer in general, you have questions, you know, ask, ask, ask a friend, ask me, ask Adriana. Um, if it's, if you're embarrassed, you think it's dumb, you can DM me uh, on social media. It's fine. Um, and you know, I, I want our listeners, whether you're been listening, you know, the, the entire time we've been doing this, or this is your first time to feel comfortable with us to, to ask us questions, um, you know, because we, we love this game. We love this league and, and we want to see it grow. So like Adriana said, um, reach out to us, reach out, uh, follow the hashtag, hashtag Liga MX, F-E-M-E-N-G, uh, to keep up with the content and conversation, because at the end of the day, it is indeed our football. Thank you all so very much, and we'll see you next time.